When it comes to using data, everyone is different. From the morning rushers to the midnight revelers. No matter how you use data, we've created a different kind of wireless network. One that's designed to save you money by giving you more choice and control compared to other top wireless carriers. Choose unlimited, shared data, or mixed lines of each and switch any line, anytime. No one else lets you do that. Design your own data with Xfinity Mobile. Click, call, or visit XfinityMobile.com. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential postpay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit Xfinity.com slash mobile. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. It's DJ Damage. Let's get it started. All right, so before we get started, yes, yes. we're in a different setting, and it's not all <laughs> black because we're about to get into colorism. Uh, we're in another studio because we got shit going on. Anyway, I hope you're listening to this on iHeart since they pay the bills. Yes. And you can also stream on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Our rating on uh, iTunes is like 4.6 now. We need okay. to get that shit back up to uh, 5.0. I don't know. Maybe we miss, We pissed somebody off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, a, that's entirely possible. Ratings do matter, but the numbers are up everywhere else. So we mm. appreciate all of our listeners, and we uh, we thank you. Mm-hmm. We humbly thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so I guess let's check in. I mean, I haven't seen you guys. You've been a thought all over Instagram. <laughs> I was monitoring your behavior in Miami, and I just have to say, <laughs> I don't know who you are right now. Why not? Okay, so. I just, it was your birthday. It's all, all this month is my birthday. Mm-hmm. I went to Carnival Weekend for the first time, and it was amazing. Yeah. Come on. wasn't being a thought. I was just in the Yeah, but you were, you were like... <laughs> You were doing like the um I I don't know what the dance is called I I guess for today's show I call it the dig behind because you were like digging girls out from behind just a little bit it's yeah called but whining but you're not supposed to whine in short like in the soft texture shorts no that's the best no dance. that's exactly when you do it <laughs> no because then you're feeling everything that's the point <laughs> I, gr- I, wanna... I I grew up in Toronto where we are you know known for Carabana you know bop. so um yeah that's that's pretty much what goes yeah you want to feel what's whining. Yeah, well, you know, we look at you like a little brother. I don't want to see that shit on Instagram. So I was going to follow <laughs> you for the weekend, but anyway. I, you it wasn't it entertaining at all. It was No, fun. it was. It looked great to get out there and see. I mean, there was a lot of our people out there. Was it? How was it? Because, see, Memorial Day, yeah. be, Miami during Memorial Day mm-hmm. is too ratchet for me. I refuse to be down there commandeering the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think when you think about Caribbean music, like all the music when you listen to it is about like love and fun. So it's already it's, a party. it's already a different vibe. So yeah. the people aren't like turning up the trap music. It's all, you know, love music. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, so was it a lot of people? Was it a little ratchet? Just a little bit, but the carnival itself was amazing. Okay, nice. wait, wait, did you get any like oxtail rice and peas? Got all that. Like a, oh. See, I got bougie. I did the VIP at Carnival. Yeah. Look, they got they got that now. So yeah. I, you know, you get your free food. What is VIP all. at Carnival? It's where they got this <clears throat> this tent, <laughs> and they're serving food. So I knew I was gonna be hungry because I was drinking since four in the morning. Mm. So you know, I got my rice and peas. They had mm. Alfredo out there. Food that I don't think you should have when it's 100 degrees outside, but I ate it anyway. I don't mm. care how hot or cold it is. I'm going to eat my oxtail. Well, I've mm-hmm. never been to a carnival either. You know what I mean? So I, I not anywhere around the world. Like I, mm-hmm. my plan, this is my plan because I always make plans. But then when that trip comes up and I got to get on that flight, plans change. But my plan is to go to Brazil this New Ooh. Year's because I want to. I've never been to Brazil. You know, I love me a cute Brazilian. And um, not that I know that. I just assume I do. I, I have a feeling you're going to have a good time out there. Yeah, well, the HIV rate is one in three. So um, there's going to be mobile swabs and <laughs> before I touch anything. And I'm not judging the whole country. Wait. 
of Brazil. And yes, I know that Brazil is a country and not a continent. Can you buy that though? Is that a thing where I could buy my own no, it's HIV? No, it's actually not a thing. Yeah, you can't. You that can buy. Be a you thing. Can, is yes, it you a can, thing? Honey, I'm so out the loop. Yo, honey, that should be a thing. Let me tell you something. Those of you that don't know nothing, y'all ain't fucking out here the way that I am. Yes, <laughs> you can go to the store and get a mobile HIV uh, testing kit, and you know you be real intimate with your lover, and you just swab their mouth real quick, and then go in the bathroom and sit there for a minute, and then when you get the result, then you come back and decide what the fuck you. That's game changing right there okay wow what mm -hmm. yeah. there's no excuse now yeah there is no excuse but anyway <laughs> I, so what i do this last week yeah, uh, what you do this weekend nothing i was sick this past week not really sick you know how you feel like you're about to get a cold mm -hmm. so i felt like i was about to get a cold man i got right up under the cover someone got me an iv uh and i'm in the waiting room talking about love and hip-hop i'm like yeah the waiting room of urgent care no the waiting room of the drip doctors where i gotcha. went to okay, go okay. get the okay. iv and so as i'm waiting in the room i'm like yeah we're getting ready to go to Atlanta for the Love and Hip Hop reunion, and so and so better not try me. But I walk around the corner, and one of Young is sitting there getting Ooh. her IV. Got to be careful when you're in public talking. That's why I never <laughs> think about what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do or how I'm going to behave in public. I just fucking take me as I am. Whoa, S says the Lord. But uh, there's Mona Sky Young. But uh, yeah, she was getting her drip on. Yeah, that'd have been crazy. Yeah, but wow. I beat a cold. I beat the onset of a cold. That's awesome. So the drip does work. Oh, absolutely. It seems like it worked, but you know, I haven't I haven't really dripped yet. Oh, you got to go get the bag. And you know, the lady, when she came to poke me, pause, I said to her, listen, because I have a tattoo on his arm. If yeah, you yeah. can't find the vein, don't fucking play. Because yeah. you can't stick me more than once. I, I can't get stuck multiple times. Mm -hmm. This one house doctor, she came a couple times and she couldn't find the vein, so she was sticking me repeatedly. She took me like five times. I just sent her home. That sounds painful. Trip, trip, um, trip. Yeah. Well, I'm not a bottom, so I don't know what it feels like to be stuck multiple times. I don't know what it feels like to be stuck once. <laughs> yeah. But I could assume if that's the pain inflicted on some of these people, God bless y'all over the years. So do they like tie it up really like how, how you would think like in the movies? Like, you talking, about they... the, you talking about the bottom or you talking about the doctor? <laughs> I'm oh, the doctor. Yeah. I'm talking about they put the... a they put a Is it a tourniquet? Like they just put the elastic band to, you know, engorge your veins oh, so okay. that they're easier to find. And that seems scary well, to do just for... Well, then you got to squeeze a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. There's that. And then you squeeze the ball a few times and then after you squeeze the ball... Your vein is Your popping. vein pops out. Mm -hmm. Sounds... Typical, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I beat it. You'd enjoy it. You'd enjoy it. Squeeze, not squeezing the ball, getting the IV. Yeah, that part. All right. So, what did you do this weekend? I um, I went to, I got a new car. Hey, okay, so, okay. Congratulations. I got a new car. I don't want you to tell nobody what kind of car it is, but I'm happy that you got a. New she car. got a Jeep. Bin Laden over here blowing up the motherfucking Damn, spot. Now they gonna know when Well, you know, I had to be through. nosy when she put in the text group that she was driving back to LA. I'm like, driving. Well, honestly, if they see me on the road, you're you're you won't be able to miss me. It's bigger. You got, and, it's bigger and better than the, my last one. The big wheels. It's it's huge. Why Ooh. is your nail broken? It's so distracting. Damn. Today. Okay, I'm gonna hide this because you were not supposed to fucking <laughs> say anything about that. My nail broke. But the weirdest thing happened while I was sitting, you know, doing all the paperwork for the Jeep. I, I don't know. This is the onset of old age. I have no idea. But just in, I turned my head and then this shooting pain went down the entire right side of my body, like Ooh. pectoral muscle, shoulder, arm. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, my God. And I know our heart is on the left was side of our the, body. Was it the sciatica? 
Because have you no. ever had that? No, 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 no. Sci- sciatica is, is down here. But no, but it goes all the way. That nerve it's like goes a nerve. all yeah, the yeah. way. Usually, sciatica problems are like affect Ugh. like the the you know the back side of your body, like you know the okay. lower half. Mm. But anyways, as I was saying, with with women, sometimes with heart attacks, we feel the symptoms on the right side of our body. So I was, you know, literally concerned. <laughs> I was like, do I need to go to fucking urgent care? Because I'm. And then I'm, anxiety kicks in and it gets worse. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is happening to me? And it just got progressively worse. So then having to drive the distance from Vegas, because that's where I found my perfect, you know, car, for the drive to Vegas to back to L.A. didn't help. Like, it totally exacerbated the whole thing. So I'm practically, like, hunchback of Notre Dame by the time I get here. So my weekend was spent chasing physical therapists Damn. around. Well, I saw you did the whole acupuncture thing. Well, I went, for the day before, I went Y'all and saw... Y'all do the coolest stuff. No, I don't do pain. acupuncture. Like, <laughs> I, I, the I, thought of somebody... First of all, she did the cupping. again. She did the... Poking. Well, I ain't getting Look, poked. Adam, and if I am going to get poked, I would do it in the, the privacy of my own home. Mm. But I did try cupping, because yeah. I saw you do cupping. Here yeah. I am being a follower. Yeah. So I tell <laughs> the guy who does my massages, go ahead and do my cupping. So he I cups like me. It? No. You didn't like Did it? Did it burn? Fuck what does no. that feel like? It just Well, first of all, I don't look I don't I don't want to walk around looking like a domestic violence victim. And I'm not making light of <laughs> that. Know. I'm just saying I don't need to have bru- circular bruises all over my body like, you know, I was at Chris Brown's house for the weekend. Damn. Well, I like I do enjoy cupping. I do enjoy acupuncture. I would actually credit um acupuncture for being one of the things that is that has allowed me to get back to like my regular mm-hmm. self after you know the accident um, and pinched nerves or whatever. I am an advocate for acupuncture and cupping. It's not just trendy. But I went to go see my physical therapist, which is like one of my little mentees, Diana. She is the most amazing success story ever. I remember when she went to you know uh, massage school. I said, as a present, I'm going to buy you your own massage table, heated and stuff. Oh, nice. Gave her a client. Flo was one of her clients. Um, I think he's she still treats him and stuff. And now she's like the one of the premier physical therapists in in uh, Southern California. Well, so shout she out helped to her. She, she helped me. So Saturday was her. She did a whole bunch of stuff to me, massage, Graston technique, the electrodes with the blankets and stuff. And then the next day I had acupuncture like in my chest and mm. Sounds oh, painful. I feel a thousand times better. So, sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a I got a guilty pleasure, man. I want to know if y'all do this too. So when I'm on an airplane and mm-hmm. we're about to take off, I read the people's next to me text messages. Do y'all ever do that? No. I do it. The reason why I don't do that is because I know I was just on a flight where I was sitting between <laughs> two older, you know, very pale white men, you know, and that's what I was doing. There are some white men that when they get really old, their skin turn, I don't know what it is. It's oh. like it turns very palish and then also starts to turn into like this weird, I don't know, Captain Planet type looking shit. But anyway, the guy to the right of me is breast stunk so bad. You had to turn to the left. No, I was you just like, can you message. breathe that way? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and I'm going to tell you another thing. So you're that, definitely not reading his but now that I found my, No, I don't read the text messages. But mm-hmm. also, now that I found my way into the gym, mm-hmm. now I'm being really disrespectful when people are just sitting on shit that they, they ain't supposed to work on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've been in the yeah, gym a long yeah, time. Yeah, they're just like on there texting and just... There's gym etiquette Oh, that a I lot walked of into a follow. motherfucker. So my friend, my friend Lee was, yesterday was like... I want to use the bench, but he's sitting there. And the guy's just sitting there talking on his phone, and they're yeah. having a real good conversation. Tap, tap. I walked right up and said, hey, go. And he got <laughs> up and ran off. Yeah. <laughs> go. And he got up and ran off, and Lee was like, I cannot believe how you're behaving in the gym. I had to do it like three times yesterday. No, I'll be like, yo, we working out or not? Now I just ask him, like, are we working out? What are yeah. we doing? No, there's gym editing. Yeah, what are we doing? Okay, but wait. Go uh, back why, to the yeah, why, why are you reading people's But look, messages? look, look. All right, so this dude, right, you know, like older people, they have like the big fine on their text messages. And I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to see what he up to. This dude had Match.com, Tinder, 
Bumble. He had every dating app. He's swiping. Then he's texting like five different women, like the most creepiest, like, and he was talking to me at first. So that's how I got introduced to even looking at his text messages. He's like trying to help me out with everything. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Nobody really talks to me on the plane. He's on there. Baby, I can't I can't wait to feel you again. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then he's texting Amber, kind of like the same thing. She's like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, religiously like, oh, shit, I I, I'm not going to judge him because my text messages look exactly the same. <laughs> he but he was, can't keep the chicks straight as bruh, to who he was feeling on who he wasn't. He was shooting he every shot in the world. He's, telling, he's just swiping right on every app. You, play, you play basketball? Yeah. So when you go up there and you see the hoop and you throw the shot, do you and just keep you, shooting? You just keep shooting. Guess what? You gonna make something in. <laughs> you're so cool. And you know what? When you make it in, don't it feel good? So once you do that, now you're reinforcing negative behavior. So just keep shooting, shooting, shooting. He just had the stereotypical like creep look. He was like older white guy, he got kinda that, heavy set bald. He in. got that Viagra description. He looked in. like the guy you don't want to be left alone, like I with, said I said down. description, I meant prescription. Hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. Hilarious. I get things wrong, but let's get into yeah, some real yeah. shit, okay? Yeah. All right, so listen, I know everybody's tuning in because we clickbaited you into the <laughs> the title said uh, Jason Lee sounds off on cl- colorism or whatever the fuck creative shit we're going to come up with. Mm. All right, so listen. So last week, there was a mm-hmm. big conversation online. I didn't think one little video would create so much conversation, but I'm glad it did because my engagement is up, and God, you know, you get more money when the engagement's up. So I had something I had to say on Instagram, and of course I went over to Chicago. Haven't had a chance to talk about that yet, but uh, just take a look at this clip. We've never done this shit before because we don't edit our videos, unlike uh, Kendra at WGCI. Check this out. It's about to go down this post is going to ignite conversation somebody somewhere is going to say you know what somebody need to stop letting jason log into instagram because all he do is get shit started i promise you i'll be doing the lord's work i am doing all of the lord's work by bringing this to your attention we are all standing here together for this issue tonight og evelyn lazada y'all know we just had evelyn on the show Everybody's up in arms with Evelyn because OG is claiming that she's racist. Now I've done my research and I take pride in saying that I'm the king of tea and that I'm the king of receipts. And I've done my deep, my research. I've asked my team to look high and look low. And I've looked in every place I could look and I still can't find where Evelyn has done something racist. Yet you guys have unleashed this cancel culture on the girl trying to say that she's a racist because OG said she's a racist. Who the fuck is OG? I'm not trying to be shady. I swear to God I'm not. I'm just asking because I don't know because I just know so many people and I've been around for such a long time that I just don't know what an OG is. I know an OG is an old gangster. And I don't know that that's a part of the conversation. But anyway, I digress. It's not about OG. This is about the fact that I'm watching women tear down another woman of color who has black children claiming that she's a racist and a colorist. I'm going to tell you what's sad. And it's our people that be using that colorist shit against each other. Latinos and other people of the brown community, although they may not have had the black experience, have had the black experience. The experience of being treated like a second class citizen. The experience of being looked at when you walk in the store like you stealing. The, the, the experience of being judged and being treated secondary to white people. Yet black folks, we forget that. We forget that we need Mexicans in our country. We forget that people who are Puerto Rican or Dominican or from another third world country, or another country like a Jamaica or Africa are not treated the same as white folks. Yet we are the main ones trying to tear them down whenever we get a chance. 
Now, all of y'all on here on Instagram, y'all know who Evelyn Lozada is. Whether you like her or love her, you wouldn't watch Basketball Wives if she wasn't on the motherfucking show. So some girl comes out of nowhere and in a show that's produced and because she now has created the narrative that she believes Evelyn Lozada is a racist, what, because she wore braids? What, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans in New York don't wear braids? I just came from New York. You mean to tell me that there ain't Spanish people wearing braids? You mean that white rapper Riff Raff who was wearing braids didn't get called out for colorism? Or what about Bo Derek who was running down the beach back in the 80s? She wasn't, she wasn't, that wasn't uh, 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 taking our, 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 our heritage or taking something from our community. Y'all need to stop it or show me the receipts. We need EEOTs, equal, equal, wait, is that it? Oh, e equal opportunity trollers, EOTs. That's what we need. We need EOTs. People who equal opportunity troll because the same person that's claiming, claiming colorism is the same person that was weaponizing domestic violence and attacking Evelyn about her past with a man who beat her ass. Now, I just need to understand something. Have we not become a society? Have we not? Are we not a society of facts? Are we not a society of what matters? Have we become a society of bandwagoning and following the leader? Have we given up our leadership and our ability to be leaders and think for ourselves, to follow trends? Is that what we doing? Because I ain't doing it. And you know what? I'm proud to be black. I wouldn't want to wake up tomorrow and be anything other than a black man in America because you know what? That struggle that I went through with black people treating me like shit because I wasn't dark enough or because I wasn't all the way black or had different type of hair or... Oh, that's my hair, by the way. That's my real hair. Or from white people who thought I wasn't nothing but a nigga and at 15 accusing me of stealing when I wasn't stealing. All of that experience has led me to this opinion. Black people, stop crying wolf. Stop calling colorism every single time something don't smell exactly the way that you smell it. Because all of our experiences are different. And although we need to be uh, uh, understanding and compassionate and empathetic with what everybody experiences in life, Everything ain't racism and everything ain't colorism. You mean to tell me that Evelyn Lozada, who was accused of calling this girl a monkey, which she didn't, she posted an emoji on a post, who birthed a black son, Evelyn got a black son, a black daughter. You mean to tell me that she's racist all of a sudden? You can't be that stupid. Now, this ain't about sticking up for Evelyn because I don't know Evelyn like that. She's been on my show. I like her. I've been a fan of her on the show, but I've been following her and watching what she does and how she moves. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's highly motherfucking entertaining. But I don't know OG. And I was trained as a kid not to follow strangers. And I'm not going to follow this stranger down the reckless road of colorism. Now, you tell me if I'm missing something. Please drop the receipts below. And please, OG, you are more than welcome to come on my show. And darling, if you do, I need you to explain to me with facts. Because I will not tolerate anybody being victim of the bullshit. Sound off. 
All right, no, that was long. Sorry, nobody wants to hear me talk for six minutes. All right, so well, apparently, <laughs> seven hundred eighty-five thousand people wanted to That's see that a lot shit. Of people. Well, look. there was like thirteen over thirteen thousand. Last I saw, there was over thirteen thousand comments, Woo. and there was seven hundred eighty something thousand views. I was like, well, that was just on Evelyn's page, and then I had my. We both posted it, mm. and let me. So let me first start by saying and acknowledging that. You know, colorism and racism are really deep rooted issues for Mm -hmm. our people, you know, and everybody has their experience. And when you throw out a video or a post or whatever, everybody's going to react however it sits with them. And I I realized I, I will say I didn't realize at the time. To be very honest, I had an ad to do. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to think about something to talk about. Mm -hmm. And what I saw online was this overwhelming cancel culture yeah. uh, thing happening repeatedly. It just happened with Antonio Brown on this show, I think on our national show. Uh, we talked about some videos that he sent me of mm-hmm. him in bed with the girl who apparently had allegedly asked him for money. He denied it, and then they had had a sexual relationship. She then accused him of something. And then the man lost his entire career over it, and he's not even found guilty. So I just look at what's happening in the state of our world today with anybody who can throw out an accusation or or this person did this or this person did that. And I was really overwhelmingly over the cancel culture. So my initial idea in creating the post was to address cancel culture. I think my title was uh, I'm canceling cancel culture. Mm -hmm. What I decided to use was Evelyn Lozada and OG Mm -hmm. as an example Mm -hmm. of where everybody was online talking about cancel Evelyn, cancel Evelyn, cancel Evelyn. So I just want to clarify just a couple points and then let's get into it. Mm. One, I know that Africa is a continent, not a country. I'm going to just say straight up, (laughs) you know, when I hollered at this, uh, I met this Egyptian one time and we we messed around and, you know, it was time for me to go visit them. And they said, oh, have you ever dated African? I said, no, I've never dated an African. Um, and he goes, okay, well, this would be your first time. I said, no, you're Egyptian. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Egypt was in Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, I will own that. <laughs> no, I just didn't know. Where did you think it was at? Egypt. I just thought it was, uh, listen, I left high school on a GED at 16 years old and went straight to work and get the money. I didn't fucking know. When you, when you hear Egypt, you probably thought Middle East. You I know, thought, yeah, I thought Middle East, Arabian sure. Peninsula, whatever. But, but, I, thought, but techni- I thought Middle East, it is, but it's, it's technically Africa. it's in Africa, mm-hmm. and I found that a lot of people didn't know that fact. So I was, I was, <laughs> thankfully, the guy who had to go through the excruciating lesson of learning that nigga, you didn't know Egypt was in Africa, but I called it a continent. I called it a country on my Instagram. Um, but you know, once I had did the video, it was such a good video. I didn't want to redo it, and I was like, they ain't gonna pick up on that. So I posted it. Oh, people they picked, picked up, up like a motherfucker okay. on so, that. So listen to all my African people, my Black Americans, because all y'all niggas ain't African Americans. Some of y'all black, some of y'all Black Americans, some of y'all African Americans. Anyway, uh, I apologize for that. Uh, I'm not sorry that I made a mistake. It is what it is. But uh, of course, I know that Africa is a continent. Mm-hmm. I think we all made that mistake before. Yeah, but some people well, did, and some some people just felt some <laughs> type of way. I mean, mm-hmm. when you do a viral video. Yo, you ain't gonna get every single detail right. I've seen people who are influencers do videos 20 fucking times. I ain't got time. I got shit to do. So there's that. But what I found was that our people have had, I mean, there's really deep, passionate perspectives on two things. One, colorism and racism. Mm-hmm. And two, the detest for Evelyn Lozada and the Basketball Wives franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the whole season of Basketball yeah. Wives. I don't have that time in my life to dedicate to a show. I don't give a fuck what these basketball wives, not all of them are wives either. I don't see a lot of rings on their fingers, but whatever. They're on a show called Basketball Wives. I don't watch the entire show. Apparently, a lot of people have, and there was a lot of investment. And so let's unpack the conversation you're hearing online. Melissa, whatever you're hearing, damage. 
well, damage. Go ahead. I feel like what, this I mean, I can keep going. I mean, what I'm no, no, no. I, I, we're gonna break it down. I mean, what I, I'm hearing I online. Would, yeah. Oh, I think one thing you said is you you're not that invested into the basketball wives franchise. And a lot of things I was seeing is people talking about Evelyn's whole history of being on the show. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I haven't never kept. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, considered. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the single incident. Not mm-hmm. saying it changes my stance on how I feel about it. But there is more into play. People are bringing it up when she said stuff about, a, a, I guess, a Asian. CC. Yeah, call her Called Ling Called her Lili or Ling Ling. Or something like that. And yeah. People are finding all these little breadcrumbs to add to their story mm-hmm. or their prosecution of Evelyn. So, I mean, that's one thing I picked up. It's like, oh, there's more to this story. Do I still feel like she's a colorist? I just think people, when they're in a negative vibe and want to attack somebody, they're just going to say some negative shit. Just ignorant. Okay, come on. Yeah. Um... You made a really good point about um, the fact that people were, you know, talking about uh, the consistency of Evelyn's yeah. behavior. And the consistency is uh, the fact that she has a, you know, the perception is that she has a consistency with it when it comes to her behavior um, in terms of being a bully, bullying other uh, cast members that have been on the show who are not on the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and violent tendencies. She's thrown bottles. She's flipped tables. She has thrown glassware and stuff like that. Like, so is Tammy. So no, is Jackie. No, no, so I, I, is all no, I know that. But but they're but they're not the ones that are part of this particular conversation. So, but neither so, is Evelyn's no, past. No, no, no. But so listen. So if she's going, here's the thing. I didn't think that when we conducted this interview, I needed to go back and watch the whole season because I am not a watcher of, of Basketball Wives. Mm-hmm. I have my own reasons for why I don't watch reality TV, and that's because I had a very traumatic incident happen to me, so I just don't enjoy it. I know the editing process. I know everything that goes into yep. it. It is not a source of enjoyment for me. I'd rather watch some murder-death-kill shit on fucking TV. Um, but just for the perspective um, that everybody else seemed to have, I went back and watched you know, as much of the season as I could to gain a different perspective. And what I saw was this, was the accusation, you know, like was the, maybe not accusation, but like just, you know, the word aggressiveness being thrown in OG's direction. Mm -hmm. This girl didn't do a thing. She may have Mm. said certain things like, I could kill you right now, but I'm not going to. But they just kept on throwing the, you know, aggressive label on her. But she never actually did a thing. So women who are known for having a track record of throwing tables, throwing bottles, throwing bows, throwing everything, calling a woman who has not actually had a physical interaction with anybody on the show aggressive... Was it's a, like it's a red flag. It, it, red flag. It was ding, such. Ding, a, ding. It was such a massive contradiction. Mm. It was. It was glaring. <laughs> no, anybody with eyes could see it. So that was one thing, you know, that I picked up on on the entire thing. And so when people go back to our interview and they feel like, you know, me, you, uh, us, we threw softball questions at yeah. at her. I took onus for the responsibility of me not having done my full and complete job as the researcher. You know, because that is my job. So I, I evidently did not do my job to the best of my ability. And I will own that. Yeah. Um, but I also want everybody to understand that when we invite people to come up on our show, we can't have a track record of browbeating them. Otherwise, we'd never get another guest. Well, well, let me just jump right in and say I don't okay. apologize for a motherfucking thing. I'm going to own all my shit. And let me tell you. This I said this very clearly because then they did the whole Jason's cancel. Jason's cancel. I don't give a fuck about nobody talking about me being canceled because that's the fucking problem I was addressing. Mm-hmm. We live in a country now where if you have a dis, a dissenting opinion yeah. of the masses, everybody wants to cancel. Cancel this dick. 
And this is the problem that I have. One, I will say, did I watch the whole season or the whole fucking None six, of us did. 10, 22 seasons of Basketball Wives? No. If you've been a day one fan of the show, you know one motherfucking thing. Every single guest gets a fair chance at this show. Mm-hmm. Boom Gang pulled out a gun on us. We kept talking. If you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. This movie has it all. An unbelievable all-star cast, great action, smart writing, and it's funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marson, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. McConaughey plays a kingpin named Mickey Pearson who runs a London-based weed empire. When he tries to cash in and get out of the game, he puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Guy Ritchie really returns to his gangster roots on this one, and it looks dangerously good. If you haven't seen the trailers yet, they're hilarious and available online now. The Gentleman is in theaters everywhere, January 24th. Be sure to check it out. Ambrose told us a bunch of bullshit about the slut walk. We entertained it. We asked more questions. We got to the root of it. We cried with Ange- uh, with Jennifer Lewis when we talked about bo- uh, bipolar disorder and depression. And we've had different types of transsexuals on the show mm-hmm. to break down the trans movement. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a day one fan, go fuck yourself. If you're new to the show, go do your research. We all have different opinions, and I'm not going to let nobody tell me what to think. What I will say, all that being said, I did go back and look at everything. Mm-hmm. And I do have a lot more in my mind now that I've actually seen it all. Mm-hmm. But what people have to do. understand is if we interview, we had Fat Joe on the show. Mm-hmm. You touched on his past with tax issues, right? Yeah. We're not going to beat him up the whole interview over not paying his taxes. I'm an American. You should be a proud American. Why aren't you paying? We, we wanted to know what happened in your taxes. We got into it. We moved on. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that WGCI interview in a minute with Kendra G, who went on for 55 minutes about mm-hmm. the topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff of colorism hits people in such passionate ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they want people to be beaten up or to beat up people. And that's not our job. Our job is to get Evelyn's perspective. And guess what? Even though I said OG is unattractive and I'm not going to call her ugly because I feel like that interview I did in WGCI, the five, the 55 minutes of talking about her looks was bullying and it was unnecessary to talk about her looks for 55 minutes. But both of us were stuck, sticking to our guns. And you can go Google yeah, yeah. Uh, an hour of my life I can't get back. It's on the Hollywood Unlock <laughs> YouTube page. But I will say in looking back at it, I don't I don't I think OG is great television. I think she's what the show needs to break up that click shit. I think that and you have said this to me behind the scenes. No, too. for sure. I think them refusing to let her come out on the stage at the reunion was some bullshit. Yeah. You can't be scared because somebody's gonna come out and go against the grain of the click and the establishment. And that's what I feel was happening. I think to label her uh aggressive or threatening when she hasn't done half the shit these girls has done, when you add it all up was bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I understand the frustration yep. from the fans. But but people have to understand something. I still don't believe that uh, Evelyn was a racist. I don't believe that she's a colorist. Yeah, She doesn't produce the show. They produce the show. Shawnee's EP. So I think that there's... I will say this, though. Well, let, get, me, let me okay. get the start off. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's some misdirected anger. But yeah. again, I don't stick... I'm not defending Evelyn because my point on canceling council culture 
was not necessarily becoming the spokesperson for Evelyn Lozada and yeah. the basketball wise. I got my own fucking shit. And I've said this to Evelyn and I've said this to everybody else. Jackie, people that I've called, I reached out to Malaysia. I've invited Shawnee on the show. I've invited Jennifer Williams on the show. They can all come on. But I personally, Jason Lee, Hollywood Unlocked, is not invested in Evelyn and OG to the extent that this is going to become the topic of conversation beyond this fucking show. Because yeah. I really don't care. On the topic of colorism and how things played out on Basketball Wives, I will say, having looked back over it, every single person on the show should be treated exactly the same, regardless of race or color, because if they're not, the audience is smart enough to smell shit and call shit when they see shit. Well, the audience is definitely calling Shawnee on her bullshit. Mm. The reality of the situation is you can't be Mona Scott and you and Jocelyn packaged up in the same person. You wow. cannot. That's number one. Number mm. two, the fact that Shawnee and Evelyn are besties, mm. like that right there presents itself a conflict of interest. I think that the fallout of everything was the fact that it, it was just so glaring how um, one-sided this situation was um, as it relates to Shawnee and Evelyn's close relationship and the truth of the matter that that's part of the, you know, the visceral reaction against the two of them. Shawnee has put herself in a really bad position by be- by being EP of this show and a star of this show. Mm. That in itself to me presents a conflict of interest. She is dismissed. I, I can't remember what the girl's name was. It Brandy starts with Maxwell. an M. Okay. She dis, was it her that she dismissed and she literally said, uh, no, th- no, Brandy Maxwell, she, thank you for your services. That's yeah. it. But again, the show was a hit show because people watch it. No, I understand. And, and, and screaming on Instagram and people on my page saying, you're a colorist and you defend this racist. You know, I tried to dial down the emotion because in the interview, what we were trying to get at was, did you call her a monkey? She said no. She posted an emoji. But the conversation online is so loud that she called her a monkey. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem for me is that I'm never going to be, you're never going to race bait me. You're never going to bait me into the popular opinion. I sit back and I look at shit. I may not look at the entire season of a show to have an opinion, uh, you know, you know, but do I do I do I look at the 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 clips that are going viral online and the posts that we posted on Hollywood Unlock and and arrive at opinion based on what I see? Yeah, do I need do I need to say? Uh, everybody was like, well, she called uh, the girl Ling Ling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call y'all out on some shit. Half you motherfuckers that talk about Mexican people can't drive or Asian people at the That's nail shop, saying. Asian people at the That's nail shop saying. and calling them names, or or you mm. look at the Jewish community that has the hats and the beards and their whole family it. or whatever. Yep. You motherfuckers out here who are racist, who have opinions about everybody, then want to get online and be quarterbacks of moral authority, go fuck yourself. Because that shit right there bothers me. And I feel like people are so easy to sit back and say, now I'm getting, you ain't black enough. I have Black Brands Matter on it. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't because of this topic. I just didn't have nothing nothing else to wear. I'm packing for the Love and Hip Hop reunion. But I created this movement to talk about inclusiveness of black journalists in on the red carpet. I met with the Grammys yesterday about joining the Grammys and getting on their board about getting black uh, journalists more, uh, more seats at the table. So I don't need to come out here and scream my blackness for people to feel like yeah. I fit in. But I will say... Although people find themselves on different sides of the conversation, it's been a great debate. It's mm-hmm. been a great conversation. And the people that are sitting and watching a reality show and instead of buying Lupita Nyong'o's new book that's for darker skinned girls who talk about who, who sh- 
talks about herself as a young dark skinned girl growing up in the world of light skin and colorism. Who's buying the fucking book? People would rather go online and bitch and moan about shit instead of actually supporting a cause to help enlighten people, people on the issue. People just want to label shit. All day you just want to label, label, label. We all say ignorant shit. When you're a bully, are you angry and you going at somebody, you're going to say something ignorant. That don't mean you can just cast that person. I'm not even talking about Evelyn specifically, but anybody. It's quick to label somebody some shit every day. It's kind of like, it's just exhausting at this point. It's like, oh, you say this, that means you're a racist. You say this, that means you don't like dark-skinned people. You say this, that means you don't like light-skinned people. It's like, I, all right. I, I will, I'll, I'll say this. To the dark-skinned women and men who've been subjected to the ignorance of colorists or people who have said that, you know, you're less than because you're darker skin or you're mm -hmm. not pretty or you're pretty for a darker skin person. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that you've had to have that experience because I feel like black is beautiful. Every shade of black is beautiful. I'm proud to be black. I, I always think like, would I want to be another race or would I want to be another or would I want to be straight? I'm happy to be a black and gay. I live in my truth. Uh, it played out last night on television. And I think that it's, I think there was a part of my own, I don't want to say ignorance, but I will say, uh, I don't know what the word is. You can help me find the word, but I'm going to describe it and you just mm -hmm. tell me what the word is. When I talked about the issue of OG and Evelyn, and I knew colorism was a perspective that people had in, in online, yeah. I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to think that people are this crazy. When it <laughs> not no no not the people who had an opinion. Let me. I'm trying to form my thoughts as I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I don't look at the world as segregating color or race, sex or straight or gay. I don't look at this or that. But if you drive around L.A., there's little Ethiopia, there's mm -hmm. the Asian community, there's East LA for Latinos, there's the you know, place. Armenian community. Yeah. So our world is segregated, but I don't move through the world thinking. like It's a, not your lens. It's not my lens. I see people as being people. Right. I try to take the experience I have with an individual being as pure as that person is bringing it to me. And mm -hmm. if I find out later that it's not, then I deal with it. But I don't then say all black people are that way. Mm -hmm. And I felt really bad that people felt that we were siding with colorism because that would never be our intent. That is not what we're about. Uh, we don't side with ignorance, and I feel like that's ignorant. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I really have been processing the uh, the outrage by people over the interview because they felt like we were easy. But people have to understand something. If you go back and you watch how I felt about Amber Rose and the slut walk on this show, I was really hard in the room. And when she got there, we were very open-minded and objective to hearing her out. Mm -hmm. And when we left, when she left, I don't think we felt any different. I don't think she changed our perspectives. We actually went to the slut walk mm -hmm. to experience, and we came back and said, "Still don't get it, right?" Yeah, absolutely. So it's not, so I don't so so I understand that people want us to do their dirty work, but Hollywood Unlocked is not about beating people up for the audience. That's not ever. That's not just. That's not what we do. I will say that um, you know. My perception of everybody's response. Let's let's just take the cancel culture portion of it off the table and just talk about, um, you know, OG and 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 Evelyn being the launch pad for the conversation of mm -hmm. colorism, which is ex an extremely sensitive subject for a, a, a great number of people. Um, and just like kind of going through the comment section, what I'm seeing is that people lead with their pain. Yep. They pe people lead with their experiences. Um, and 
you know, a lot of times people of a darker complexion really feel like lighter skinned people are not a part of the conversation. They that we shouldn't have anything to say. And it's debatable as to whether or not I'm light skinned. Shit, I could a tan, I'm your complexion. Yeah. Like I can be a bunch of I could be a bunch of things. Um, you know, so I think that there's more um more involved than just colorism and or racism in this conversation. There's also pretty privilege that mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. part of the conversation. Um but what I do know as a woman of color, um I've been in I've personally been in situations where I had every right to be upset and because of who was addressing me you know white um they were they let me know that they found my aggressiveness intimidating mm. and I what the fu- you know I'm probably the least confrontational person so it's just like that's just such a slick way of trying to you know dismantle and 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 quote unquote disrespect and that's kind of what I saw after having, you know, watched everything, if this is just what the conversation, you know, is about. And then women specifically. We have a hard time when when men want to have control over anything about us, you know, mm-hmm. reproductive rights, you know, abortion laws, et cetera, et cetera. So when men are trying to intellectualize the experiences of black women, we go the fuck off. But I got a phone call, and I'm not going to throw this person under the bus, but I got a phone call from a very famous person mm-hmm. who was really outraged at how I was being attacked on Instagram. And honestly, mm-hmm. I, I've had a full week, and I've had a guest in town, and I haven't felt well. I don't give a fuck about being attacked. Keep mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this person was really concerned about me and me being attacked. And mm-hmm. they said to me, have you ever seen an ugly light-skinned person? I said, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of ugly light-skinned people. Well, you should go do a video and say that. I said, you know what? No, I'm not going to do a video to validate the bullshit <laughs> and defend my blackness or my pride of being black to say and acknowledge that there are ugly, light-skinned people. There are ugly people, period. Mm-hmm. I don't look at OG and say she's not attractive. I'm not going to call her ugly I'm, anymore. I, I am happy but, that you did that, though. I, but I'm not going to yeah. say that she's unattractive because she's dark skinned. I don't think like that. I was surprised that there's so many people online that had the reaction based on their own experience, whether it's darker skinned women being told you ugly because you dark. And I'm sure that light, pretty dark. Kid, I've heard people say, I'm going to have me some pretty little mixed kids. Yeah. And I really hear those stupid comments stupid. the same as I hear Mexican people can't drive or the Asian chick at the nail shop. I hear that racist shit that we all hear and that we've all participated but, but in to I, some degree. Okay. And I still don't think I don't look at this the her through that lens, and I don't look at her and say. And there's this. We'll get into the WGCI thing in a minute, but you know, I feel like there are so many things out there that you and and, and tying it right back to cancel mm-hmm. culture, you can paint a picture with a broad brush mm-hmm. and call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And people online, there are some people who mm-hmm. will believe it. Mm-hmm. I just think, um, and we talked about this before. There, there's so many sides of colorism, and I feel like. We always look at it as if you're dark skin, you're on the losing side of it. But I remember growing up, this is my personal story, that people that were light skin couldn't even walk down the street by themselves. They was getting beat up, getting their shoes taken. And then I'm sure there's other sides to that. And I'm, I'm not going to make it. Called, a, listen, it's called the oppression Olympics. Like whose pain is greater? Exactly. You know, as and it's in, ridiculous. Even when you look at music before Drake, it was very hard to even be a, a light skin MC that was taken serious. Pe- it people wasn't. Made, made jokes that Drake b- brought light skin back. Exactly. You know? yeah. So not saying, OK, 
dark skinned people don't have issues too. But color is it's both people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like it's just my, my that bro- simple. My brother used to always say black or the berry. We've heard that too. Mm-hmm. What does that mean that I'm less than a man? Can I just say this? We are not experts on colorism. No. We're not portrayed to be experts on colorism. And we're not taking a side. We're not taking a side. Do we believe OG's great TV? Yes. Do we believe Evelyn is great TV? Yes. Do we, were, were all the fans here for watching her and Tammy fight or who and Jackie fight? Or what? That's why the show's so successful. You, I'm sorry, people. Blame yourselves. You've created a culture on reality TV where people show up to work every day ready to beat each other down to entertain, entertain your fuck ass. And then when we talk to them, you get upset about it and you feel some type of way and want us all to take sides. I'm on Love and Hip Hop. I'm flying to Atlanta tomorrow to shoot the reunion. And you know what? By the time you see this, we have we will have been at the reunion. And I'm not planning to get into it with anybody. But guess what? After 18 hours of filming, a flight overnight, tired, not eating, drinking, somebody say some slick shit, I may slap a motherfucker. It's not intentional. It's just the nature of how they create reality TV. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say again, if this is what you don't want to watch, or if you're looking for the answer to how we can fix colorism, you ain't going to fucking watch it on <laughs> Basketball Wives <laughs> exactly. or Love and Hip Hop. And whether Shawnee should be in the show, whether Evelyn's a bully, whether OG's being mistreated or not, whether OG should have been on the stage at the reunion, I'm going to leave all the fans of Basketball Wives that have that opinion online. I personally don't give a fuck about the show enough to have more conversation about it. But I did want our audience to know that we read all your comments. Mm-hmm. We heard you loud and clear. We uh, we take your notes of being more uh, objective. Even if we believe we were objective, we take your 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 feedback on being more objective, doing more research, hearing more. Um, but just understand that in getting a fair opportunity at this show, we also don't want to judge with a person walking in the door. Because if you read a lot of shit online about a motherfucker, you can have an opinion about them before they come in the door. Yeah. And we're careful not to do that. Yeah. You want to add anything else? Or, no, yeah. I mean, th- that is true. Like in terms of, you know, trying to, um, you know, maintain, uh, you know, an unbiased opinion about somebody, you know, um, when they walk through the door. If I if I bought into everything that I'd ever heard about Evelyn, I would have turned my lip up at her and been like, oh, bitch, bye. You know what I'm saying? But I this is my job. I cannot mm-hmm. do that. And. You know, a lot of what the audience, you know, likes, I think, about me is when a female guest does come in, it's a love fest, you know, because I genuinely love women. I'm not one of those, you know, fake women empowerment, you know, chicks who's really actually just clickish and a mean girl Mm. in, you know, in reality. No, I'm really all about uplifting and educating and, and, you know, and, and encouraging, you know, so I wanted to keep an open mind. I did so without having the context. So, you know, I that's that's basically it. It is what it yeah. is at this yeah. point. Yeah. It is what it is. And that's I still think OG's unattractive. So there's that. that I, now, let me just say uh, let me sure. just, let me just say this. Um it has been particularly difficult for me to listen to how casually people are talking about OG's looks. I don't know her from a can of paint. We've mm. never met, but you know, and I don't usually like to use my own personal examples of things, but like the times that people have called me names or, you know, rumors have spread and, you know, without without me actually having done anything, I know the harmful effects of sitting with the public's negative opinion of you. And I will 
I just always I just wanted to say that, you know, it's just been that has just been a really hard thing for me to watch. I don't like to see anybody. But but you, know, you talked about people being unattractive too. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. We have a conversation about who's attractive, who's not. You know what? People who don't like to hear people's opinions about what's beautiful and what's not, guess what? I will continue to reserve my own perspective of what I find beautiful. And I'm gonna say this. If you're a public figure and you don't like hearing it, go the fuck back to work at Xerox. Go find you a hospital job. Don't be a public man coming up. I remember how crazy things would get on Black Friday. My aunt would wake me up at four in the morning to wait in long lines just to get some sneakers that we probably can get on discount the next week. Well, check this out. There's no need to get crazy this year. I'm letting you know ahead of time and about an amazing Black Friday Cyber Monday deal on something you're actually going to use every single day. A pair of wireless earbuds and headphones from Raycon. You guys know about Raycon, awesome company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive, so he and a bunch of audio engineers and music industry folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. They sound just as good as other premium brands, but start at half the price. Understand this, the best deal in premium audio just got even better for Black Friday, and trust me, you do not want to sleep on this one. Go to buyraycon.com slash unlock to check out Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings. I can't even tell you how good the deals will be. You have to check them out on the site. That's buyraycon.com slash unlocked. Buyraycon.com slash unlocked. Figure, because I know that once I step out here, you're going to say he's fat, you're going to say he's gay, you're going to say whatever, and guess what? I'm going to take that shit on the chin and keep on ticking. Right. So I'm, I do, I'm still proud of how you taking it back, because like I said, you said it once, and because it's on social media, it gets replayed and replayed. But when you did the interview with Kendra, because you had to explain your point of view and your position, it did come off a different way. It's like, damn, I know you don't think she's attractive, but the fact that you're trying to uphold your stance while going back and forth with her, like you said, it comes off now like a little bit more so aggressive. So thank you for bringing that up because I do want to say into mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. The WGCI, so I flew to WGCI, Chicago. It's one of our affiliates. We're now syndicated in 52 markets. Mm -hmm. In our minds, it's very... It's it's home. It's very it's home, but yeah. also being syndicated. You know, when we do this show, we start out as a little podcast. We say our spiel in a little room, and it goes out on the internet. Mm -hmm. We don't think about how Chicago people are going to listen to something. How is Alabama going to listen to something? Mm -hmm. How is Miami going to listen? How's, in my mind now, I really think about the whole country when mm -hmm. I'm talking. Mm -hmm. And there's more sense, more responsibility, I would guess. Mm -hmm. I try to take from every situation a lesson, right? I went to Chicago to uh, promote the show on WGCI, met with the morning show. There's three people. We started out with only two people. It was Kendra G, who's, I guess, a local morning show host, mm -hmm. and Leon Rogers, who's uh, the morning show host there and also has a show. Shout out to him, late night, late, late Night with Leon on Fox there in Chicago. My intent in flying there, paying my own way, was to promote the show. Mm -hmm. WG size iHeart. I don't go in. I don't go in iHeart and think of. We all tried to go with you. It just didn't scheduling wise. It didn't work. But out. I don't think yeah. of being attacked when I walk in a room at iHeart because it's home, right? Mm -hmm. But I've learned a lesson. Hollywood unlocked is Hollywood unlocked. And when I walk in a room now, I'm gonna walk in ready to go, <laughs> no matter who the fuck I'm Guns talking to. Blazing. Because I never knew or never expected that I was going to be attacked for 55 minutes over what OG looked like. I will send an apology to OG that she became a topic. Her beauty or whatever, mm -hmm. or perception of beauty or whatever, became a topic for way too long. And when I watched it play back, I felt like if I was her, I would. I mean, it's one thing to hear it. So and so is unattractive on Instagram. 
But to hear it in a show for 55 minutes. And that is what I'm talking about. That was like the most, you know, I could only imagine how that felt. And I I felt bad about that. I will say, just so folks walk in, Kendra G had reached out to you the day before, said she wanted to meet me. You sent the number over to our our show producer. They sent it to me. I reached out to her, say, hey, I'm coming in. I've been on The Breakfast Club. I've been Papa Keith down in Miami. We've been to Philly. Uh, What's her her name in Philly? Cappuccino. 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 We've had great energy at all of our interviews mm-hmm. with everybody. We've met Ryan Seacrest. We've met a lot of big boy uh, mm-hmm. crews here in L.A. And I really assumed that it would be that. So she asked me for drinks. And when we go in there to have drinks, mm-hmm. she wanted to talk about the show. I said, you know, I really would prefer that we talk about it in the show because then we're just regurgitating what yeah, we're doing. Yeah. And we have that conversation all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not talk about stuff mm-hmm. until we get to the show. Mm-hmm. I went up there thinking we was going to talk about it for five minutes. Ten minutes max, get into it and move on because... So much to talk about. I dropped the biggest story this year. I've, I'm an entrepreneur who just went national on iHeart. I built mm-hmm. a really successful business that employs a lot of people who are people of color. Um, I've been... I mean, there's a lot of love and hip-hop wilding out. There's so much to talk about, yeah. right? We talked about this for 55 fucking minutes. And I will be honest with you. I put it on the YouTube page as an hour of my life I can't get back because although I feel like people saw the interview for what it was and actually it worked to my advantage, I felt like we became an Instagram argument, Instagram conversation. Mm-hmm. That was an Instagram conversation. Mm-hmm. And I the lesson I learned in it was I, I will never allow myself to be in a situation where I spend a whole hour on some shit that doesn't influence a real conversation. I didn't want to get up and walk out. What do you do? So wait, you you actually found out why publicists come in and say you can't talk about this, 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 this. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what I said to her the night before was talk about whatever you want. Mm. Talk about anything you want. You want to talk about me being gay. You want to talk about my my relationship playing out on on in front of the world on on uh, Love and Hip Hop. You want mm-hmm. to talk about how it is to transition from Love and Hip Hop to Wild and Out, or, or you want to talk about topics like colorism. Fine, do that, but don't. What I've learned is that if I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm or you don't agree with me, or you don't agree with me, or whatever, mm-hmm. you say what you want to say, I say what I want to say, and we move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend a whole hour on it. Mm-hmm. So I think what happened was, in the in the experience of us going back and forth, OG was just beat down for a whole hour, and she had nothing to do with that interview. I, that, will, I will definitely say yeah. OG was a casualty of that of that interview, and that's what I was talking about. Of you about. standing your ground, yeah, but that's honestly. But that's also what I was talking about when I said it has been extremely difficult to hear mm-hmm. like how casually it is, is discussed, like her, the perception of her beauty. I was I was really talking about that interview as mm-hmm. a main point because mm-hmm. it was like it was constantly ugly, ugly, uh, and it was hurting. It was fucking hurting me. Yeah. Like it was like physical, you yeah. know. Um, the and what I will say is, you know, Kendra G is uh, is is a beautiful woman. She, it doesn't even need to be said that she's a beautiful black woman. She's a beautiful woman. She's talented. Um, we're all happy to be a part of the iHeart family. However, I will say that as a journalist, she lost perspective. Mm-hmm. She was screaming. She was screaming, and it was so difficult to listen to the points that the both of you were trying to articulate because there was so much crosstalk and there was so much screaming and yelling going on, yours in a response to hers, that it was... you know, I hope she took. I, sh- I hope she got the. You know, the got she got the memo. Like you can't. You well, cannot conduct an interview like she, that. She personalized. But that's what his, I've... his opinion on. OG, because yes. if you look at their features, she's basically what she was trying to get at. That's why she was trying to bait you into saying this. 
me and her have similar features. So if you're saying no, she's, she's ugly, no, she said she said something different. She's no, no, she, no, no. She was she was trying to raise bait me into. She was she trying was, to get to she, that she, point. What what she wanted, if you watch this episode, it starts at, starts at the five minute mark. Mm-hmm. She wanted me to describe a feature mm-hmm. that was unattractive so she could have that carrot to I say, that. that's from Nigeria. And here's the deal. I love everybody, mm-hmm. but I reserve the right to find somebody attractive or not. Mm-hmm. And I won't ever change for anybody. And I don't feel that anybody should change. I didn't even think about the complexity of colorism within the Latino community. Mm-hmm. This has created a whole conversation. I was on the yeah. phone with Juju and Amara La Negra. And uh, and I'm talking to these people about their real firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were telling me the seriousness and the significance of the whole Afro-Latina movement mm-hmm. and how it has become a popular movement that people are trying to hijack mm-hmm. when it's when it's safe Conve- or convenient, it's convenient them. to them. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of people what people said about Evelyn. Exactly. Yeah. But I will say I never uh, you know, I've been very vocal about what I felt about that interview. And I will say to the people, you know. Forgive Kendra and move on because I have. It was a moment that was unfortunate for both of us. I'm, I won't do her show anymore, but I'm sure I'll go back to WGCI mm-hmm. and see Tone or to see, uh, you know, uh, Frankie Robinson or Charmaine or some of the other great folks at WGCI. And thank you to everybody in Chicago who reached out to me directly and apologized and said that that's not how you should have been welcomed to our city. I got a lot of love out there. Um, I taped an episode of uh, a Black Ink crew. Grey Goose threw me a dinner. Um, met with uh, McDonald's and uh, t- and uh, Toyota for mm-hmm. uh, you know partnering with us and stuff. But I, I will say I had a great experience. I do plan to go back to Chicago, mm-hmm. and I'm excited that we're in Chicago. And I'm glad that a lot of people tuned into that. Uh, but you know, I've had great interviews with the Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. I walk in there not knowing where Charlemagne's going to go or what Angelie's going to say. But I've had a great experience with them because. Our job is to create conversations, not mm-hmm. become the focal point of the conversation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, you know, like you said, I, I think that you're starting to see how um, how one of my favorite words visceral this conversation is and Kendra G being a black woman Mm -hmm. she was definitely leading the conversation with you know probably her own painful experiences which which we but it was painful to see the glue on her uh, frontal coming off what if I would have licked my finger and wiped her head then what then I would have been a fucking colorist which at the end of the day we all offend people and guess what Jason Lee is going to say what the fuck he wants that's why you tune in because I'm unfiltered if I was sitting up here buttoned up talking about oh you know I wish our kid I, was, I bet he still believe he could fly. Fuck that nigga. He in jail because he fucking little kids. Fuck him. Okay, but I have a real life question for you. I have a real life question for you. Okay. So, um, like I was saying, you know, she led the conversation with her, with her with what she's been triggered by. You know, she got yeah. triggered by this particular conversation. I thought a lot about our triggers. You know, I've gone to therapy in order to understand what mine are so that I can diffuse these little bombs so mm-hmm. that when people say certain things to yeah. me any they they do not have an effect on me. Do you think that one of your triggers is when people make the insinuation, well you're not black, so you can't be a part of this conversation. Do you oh, like yeah. you know, you're too light skinned, no. you can't be a part of this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Let me just be honest. You think I, that I appreciate that's your you asking. No, that's not a trigger for me. I'll tell you my trigger. Mm-hmm. I only have one trigger. Go ahead. My brother. That's it. Mm-hmm. You wanna die? Go there. I will fucking I will I will it'll be a motherfucking problem. Okay. That's a trigger. Mm-hmm. Anything related to that, and it, it could be anybody. I wouldn't give a fuck. It could be the mother at a church, it could be the pastor, it could be whoever. My brother's my trigger. Mm-hmm. There it is. 
Yesterday, I had a Nicki Minaj fan scream at me from the street, uh, Nicki's uh, the queen, Cardi's a flop, this and that. And I, I thought about whooping his ass because I thought, like, you out of line disrespecting me like that. But then I said, you know what? Can't do that because I can't. I got too much to lose. Mm-hmm. My trigger is my brother. Mm-hmm. That is it. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I will say that I've learned a lot in looking at it online because I'm looking at it removed from them talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling the attack. I'm mm-hmm. observing the attack. Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, mm-hmm. light-skinned black people mm-hmm. reaching out to me saying, thank you for being honest mm-hmm. because we're subjected to colorism too. Or, you know, or, or darker-skinned people mm-hmm. or even Africans from Africa, mm-hmm. Uganda. You know, people reaching out to me saying, listen, you spoke the truth. I don't think she's attractive either, but I, I don't see the colorism issue. Mm-hmm. The greatest part about this experience is that it's created a lot of dialogue. What bothered me about the interview, specifically at WGC, I wasn't heard talking about diluting race because I'm smart. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking smart. I'm, I have antics because I know how to get you talking, but I'm fucking smart. I know Phil nigga house nigga trauma. Mm-hmm. I know what that feels like because mm-hmm. my grandmother came from Mississippi in the fields, the cotton fields of Mississippi with her 14 children. Mm-hmm. So I know what where her ancestors, where her parents come from. I, I, I know my lineage there. What bothers me is that people look at me and go, that's Jason Lee from Love and Hip Hop. That's Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. I'm going to come at that nigga and say, like the, queen, like the little queen that did that yesterday on the street. I would have whooped his ass all up and down Sunset Boulevard. And I was with Lee. And him and his friend, they both would have got the shit beat out of him. But people try me because I'm Jason Lee. And because I'm you controversial. say you want all the smoke. So. I, do, I do want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. But then you got to be re- ready to take it. Mm-hmm. What happened with Kendra G is she lost her way. She fed into the online bullshit. People, she was in my comments and people were in her comments. Drag him, drag him. Mm-hmm. She started the interview by saying... Shit starter, Jason Lee, not mm-hmm. entrepreneur, not successful entrepreneur. Oh wow! Not whatever she labeled. She started with shit starter, Jason Lee, mm-hmm. and she she said, "My fans told me to drag you. They told me to give you a reading." Girl, you grew up in Connecticut. You ain't even fucking from. I've been shot. I've been in the fucking trenches. Mm-hmm. You ain't never sold crack to no crackhead. Mm-hmm. You ain't never watched nobody get murdered. What the fuck you talking about? Don't question me on where I come from because mm-hmm. I come from some shit that if you want to walk there. I bet you you be in in the fuck out because mm-hmm. I've been through real shit. Mm-hmm. So what bothers me is that when I go in to meet with like the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. they're so fucking good at what they do, and that's why it's the only show I watch besides this one. Mm-hmm. Is that they're all going to come from different points of view, mm-hmm. but they all going to hear you. Mm-hmm. They're going to say what the fuck they think, but they're going to hear you and they're going to move on when they know you've stuck them where you you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're looking for a moment, you know, because you know you want your local conversation to go national, then you attack a motherfucker that you know is going to go there with you. So she knew what she was doing, and God bless her. She did great. The numbers are great. She's gotten far more numbers on this than, I mean, the other one, Kanye West, when he cried. But, I mean, I don't want to be your, I don't want to be your, what do you call it? Uh, um, I know what you're your trying prop. to say. Your mm-hmm. prop. Don't, don't, don't you, that's what I thought that was. It mm-hmm. was, it, so that wasn't a trigger, but it was more of like a, Okay, I see where you're about to go. But do you feel like when people challenge your opinion, is that a trigger for you? Because I've noticed if you say some things and people come at you about it, you triple and quadruple down on it, even if you're not. <laughs> like, you saying the, the woman is unattractive or ugly, I know you said it and you meant it, but you didn't care that much. But when somebody's coming at you about it now, you're saying somebody's ugly for 55 minutes. It's yeah. like, now it looks like you're more invested in it than you are. Yeah. Um, damn, it's a good question, Damage. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, there's different levels to that answer. Do, do I like my employees to keep me on my toes about and on brand with what our brand is? Yes. Do I want them questioning every decision that I make or debating every decision that I make? No, it just depends on what it is, yeah. right? So my employees were behind the scene. I look at our movement as there's one general and there's an army. My my team is an army, but we eat at the same table. There's no general table. No, we are one family, but there has to be there has to be a leader. There has to be somebody guiding them. When it comes to my perspective on whether or not uh, somebody's attractive, I think when I feel the conversation's going on for 20 minutes and I'm exhausted with it, I'm just going to dance with you then because that's what you want. <laughs> that's what you want. You want to go viral? Fuck it. I should have licked my thumb and wiped the glue off her wig. Uh. Then they would have something else to talk about. But when she walked out the room, the people coming in, and I've had, I'm not even going to go there, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me since that interview. And I would just say, like, this is probably the first and last time we'll be talking about Kendra G. So I hope it does whatever the Internet needs it to do. Uh, I don't hate her. I'm not taking it personal. Um, it was a bad interview, but I told her that directly, and I wish her well. And I want her to be successful. She has aspirations to move to L.A., back to L.A., and be on TV and all that. But I hope that she understands exactly what it takes to get to where we are. We didn't walk into a national show. I don't have offers for talk shows and TV shows and all of what we've been able to accomplish because we don't have a clear strategy. Mm -hmm. Right? When I saw that interview going left, I said, fuck it. We're just going to have a viral moment, and that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well. You know, let me, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but I, I, I actually, I'm very curious. <laughs> it's the Jason Lee interview. No, I, because I, he said he talked to. Let's Drew, go. And it's because he said he talked to Juju and Amara LaNegra. And I really am curious to, to know, um, you know, if you can share, like, what their perspective is on this whole thing. Do they think that Evelyn is a colorist or or a culture vulture. Yeah, wave rider. Um, like, uh, yeah, I'm really interested. Do they really, th do, did they side-eye the fuck out of her for claiming Afro-Latina now? What I love, well, know? first of all, Amara, it was just me and her texting and exchanging information. We haven't gotten a chance to okay. dig into it. Me and Juju had several texts, several messages, and a couple phone calls. Mm -hmm. What I love about Juju is that she's so passionate about the topic that rather than just using it as an opportunity to bash Evelyn, she really is assessing exactly what's happening and wanting to take in all the information before she has an opinion. She's agreed mm. to do an interview. Okay. And we're planning an interview. I was going to call Gloria Stefan to see if we could use her Cuban restaurant mm -hmm. as a backdrop for the interview in Miami with her and Amara. I've talked to Laz Alonzo, mm -hmm. who is Cuban, mm -hmm. and he has a lot, Afro-Cuban, and he has a lot of yeah. really good history and perspective Excellent. on it and the way he articulated it's not race bait it's not divisive it's not accusatory or slamming somebody people want us to slam evelyn i don't give a fuck enough about that show and her to do that i'm not going to do it what i will say is that we're going to provide a space for juju mm -hmm. to explain to us the Afro-Latina movement, mm -hmm. what her assessment of it is, and let her talk about it because yeah. she has more information than I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, uh, again, I, I, I personally, do I think that OG was mistreated? Yes. Clear, you can look back over it now and it's clear as day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I feel that Evelyn Lozada is a racist and a colorist? I don't see that. Personally. I think, I, I, I after watching it all and, you know, the whole colorist leanings or maybe the benefit of it absolutely oh yeah you well, know well if 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 one girl has said that she's dangerous and can't be anywhere near people mm -hmm. and you treat her like an animal mm -hmm. and then you say the other one 
can, but she's done the same exact thing. Well, she's done. She's the done thi- way worse. She's yeah. done the thing you're saying this yeah. person is going to do, but hasn't done. Yeah, that's crazy. You can look at it and say, "What's the difference?" Yeah. Right now, the difference may be that she's darker skin, but it may not be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not she's a producer. Just not in that clique. The way that it, also- it, it it may be. Yeah. It may be. Like for example, if you have acted out somewhere, mm-hmm. and then somebody else has acted out somewhere, and then now you all in here, I may side with you because I'm your ride or die, mm-hmm. not her. Period. Mm-hmm. But it may not be because she's dark or light. It's just I fuck with you, and I don't fuck with you like that. Right. I look at this girl came into an establishment. Mm-hmm. And shook the fuck out of it and did. did not have no restraint. And when Shawnee was talking to her, she didn't bow down. Mm-hmm. And when you don't bow down to yeah. the establishment, you get run the fuck over. To me, that seems like the kind of person that you actually would respect. You 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 like people that stand up for themselves, you know? Yeah, but not... But you like people that will not it. allow themselves See, to be bullied. but when you can't control it, though, mm-hmm. and this is your thing... Look, we all speculating here, but... Could you imagine if Mona was in Love and Hip Hop and... And she's hosting the reunion, and I'm mad at somebody, and she's trying to shut me down. I wouldn't give a fuck that she's the EP. I would be, I would, they would fire me too. But, but no, but then, but then when you see, you know, Shawnee saying, thank you for your services, it's like, okay, well, you piss off, you piss but, off the EP, exactly. who's also a cast member, you go, then you're off the show. That's you kind of bullshit. Back to, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. And if you go back to the six minutes on Instagram, mm-hmm. and if you watch it without, with objectivity. Yeah. You just watch it, not, like, take out the colorism, take yeah. out, just watch and hear the words I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, again, if Evelyn, I mean, if Shawnee wants to be in the show, mm-hmm. she can, she can control stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. But on that show, you a cast member. Mm-hmm. You got to take it the way you give it. Yeah. And I, I would be here for that. Like I said, when I saw there was this whole, uh, vote of whether or not OG was safe enough to be on the stage. Bullshit. Let me tell you, they would have did me like that. I'd have lost my motherfucking mind. Yeah. That to me was crazy. Yeah. People also have to remember, we didn't see all that before we did that interview. But then no, they, they also tried to do the same thing to Tammy, apparently. Wait, can we make a point, mm-hmm. though? Yeah. That wasn't even out when we did our interview. Right, it so wasn't. So people are coupling. Like, this thing yeah. is, like, growing as it yeah. goes on. And more things are being added. Yeah, so, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, context, that's Context, context, context. But I do I do want to ask you if your opinion has changed on um, OG weaponizing domestic violence. Because when you, when you see everything, I think that her comments about your man wanted me Chad was in response to her calling I don't her give a fuck what ugly. it was. My sister got beat by her man to the point to where we had to go put a pistol in her man's face and threaten to kill him mm-hmm. to get him the fuck away from her because she was so stuck with him that mm-hmm. she would not leave him. Mm-hmm. And we almost, and before that time, we had chased him down the street with a knife at my dad's house. I'm just being real here. Mm-hmm. So I've seen my mother get beat by her man and I've went and I've and I've done things to him and I've seen women over the years in my community get beat up by their dope boy boyfriend and they mm-hmm. still hop in the car, get drugged in the car by their hair and this and that. I've seen domestic violence. I've, I've, I've seen I've, I've, ha- I've, I've been seen a victim of it myself. What is done to families and mm-hmm. I've seen what is done to children. Mm-hmm. My brother was laying in the bed when his father was choking my mother. Mm-hmm. So let me say that no, I ain't changed a motherfucking thing. Evelyn, whether she talks to Chad Ochocinco or not, does not give you a pass to weaponize her experience. Mm-hmm. That's her experience. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's if I look at it objectively, again, I'm not this invested in basketball wives because I don't watch it. 
when you're in reality TV and you know you're going to get into it, you only got a few minutes to get it off. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get your hardest shit you out, out first, mm-hmm. not thinking about it. It'd be like if I was in a reality TV show with you and you mm-hmm. were blah, 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 and I'd be like, did you did you hurt your head or something when that girl hit you with the bottle? Mm-hmm. Now the whole world would be like, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe he said that. Mm-hmm. But your reaction, you cry, you would then, if you're you're, you're smart as fuck, mm. you could break down crying. You could talk about how, you know, I always attack women and this and this. And you mm. could play into that it's narrative. It's a production. It's a production. It's a production. Taking that aside and being a fan at home, I don't think that any woman should weaponize another woman's experience with domestic violence. I don't think so either. But at the same time, if you argue and y'all going back and forth, it's, it is what it is. No, that part. Like if somebody <laughs> say some fucked up shit to you and you say something fucked up back, you can't go, oh, but that was way more but fucked see, up than what I said. It's like, nah, but it's that's, on now. That's the beauty of what we're doing here. We're just debating ideas. Yeah. We're just talking about perspectives. You're right and I'm right. What you think? We're definitely debating <laughs> perspectives. We're definitely debating oh, we're just perspectives. Sharing them. No, but we're also, you know, people are also allowed to, you know, gain perspective, research, and change their opinions. Like you're, oh, al- of course, you're allowed of to do that. Yeah. Um, I just, I really did think that this conversation really need needed to be had because, listen, when Evelyn came through the door, I had no. F- <laughs> fucking idea <laughs> that the world was going to blow up. Okay? Me either. Well, can I Shit say something? People. Can I say something? Clicks or conversations, money. Yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I promise you, I'm going to piss you off. This show is not for the fans who want to pop in one week and pop out the next week, then pop in. We welcome you to whatever. You're like the foster kid. You just need a satellite foster home. You come spend the night. You go back <laughs> to your family. But this is a place that we're building conversations where people can come and have live debates, argue. You can fight it out online. You can say whatever you want. But all that canceling shit, we going to cancel the show. We ain't checking in with the show. If all you're basing your interest in this show is if we agree with everything you say, then this is not that show. We're I promise you, I'm going to definitely make you mad again. Okay, well, I have I have another final. Qu- I have a question. Sure. Okay, it might be my final one. It might not. Um, <laughs> but it's more along. It's along the lines of like when I'm reading the comments, a lot of black women take issue with you discussing anything black woman related and you know just women in general we have a really big problem when men insert themselves into our lives and how we live them um one of the main things that people brought up about your uh interview with kendra g was the discussion about black women and extensions and wigs and how you told them to stop wearing them and whatever the case is and you know me i rock braids i rock twists i rock wigs and for the most part you know, it's a source of hair protection, you know, style as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed that that was like a, a, a hitting point for a lot of women as well, just in terms of they seem to feel like you have a very, very strong opinion about how women, you know, um, amplify their beauty. You know, I'm wearing lashes right now. Um, I'm wearing a head wrap, not because I'm, you know, trying to you know, sway the conversation because I did not want to do my hair today. And this was an option I, I have. Um, but I'm just interested to find out how you felt about that particular part of the conversation. Melissa, you be in the comments. I don't give a fuck about the comments. You live your life there. Go pack up your bags and move in the comments. Well, I do the comment and, No, no, but, but move in the comments, pack your bags, set up your table, bring your dog, drink a glass of wine in the comments. I don't. I'm living my life. But since you asked the question and I'm here to work, let me answer. I find it interesting 
that people are so like they're so up in arms with everything that I say and hang on every word instead of looking at it in context. I've never come to the show and talked about how a woman wears their hair. I ain't checking for women. And I don't care how they wear their hair as long as they don't leave their hair in the nigga's bed that I'm sleeping with. And let me go a step further. If you look at that interview in context, what I was doing was throwing at her what she was throwing at me. Okay. Because I was saying, here you are attacking me for my perspective on what I think is beautiful. What if I attack you for saying you and all black? Because I knew it would get people talking. Mm -hmm. But do I care if women wear their hair in a bun, wear them in braids, or wear them in twists, or wear them in cornrows, or wear a wig, or don't wear a wig, or have blonde hair, or don't have blonde hair? I don't care. Mm -hmm. Because as he pointed out minutes ago, I'm not that invested. Mm -hmm. I really don't care. But that's what people don't get to see that side. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I understand. I... You know, in doing that post, you know what I said to myself? I'm going to start doing more posts on my Instagram and telling people what I think and how I feel in reaction to things because it's going to get people talking. And I know that's what's good because I know the minute I say anything, people take it and run with it. But people that know me know who I am. They don't question who I am uh, because they know who I am and mm -hmm. they know that I don't think enough about how a woman is wearing their hair to intentionally offend them. Now, I will say in the conversation, the reason why I brought that up, if you watch that segment, not the whole conversation online, but if you watch that part, she's going on and on and on and on and on about it. And what I wanted to say was, your glue is slipping and you're so pro-black. Take your wig off and live in your blackness and be proud of that. Mm -hmm. But people would say, you don't tell a woman how to wear her hair. Mm -hmm. But why do we get to pick and choose how we offend people? Why do we get to pick and choose... Who gets offended? Uh, he's nothing but gay. He's 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 a fag. He shouldn't be talking about women, and he shouldn't have an opinion on women because he don't like women anyway. He's a faggot. Okay, well, yeah, I am gay, and I don't care what women are doing. That's that's true. But why would remove? But, but what okay. I'm saying is that's what they're saying. Yeah. Or they'll say he's light skinned so he can't even talk about black issues because he ain't even black. Mm -hmm. So I'm not offended because that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with you, mm -hmm. but just like you don't agree with me, it is what it is. I see because you're, you're so strong on the opinions of you. When you have an opinion, you probably don't really get how people are so invested in what you're saying because yeah. when they say things to you all the time, you just take it on the chain like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Because I got shit to do. And I don't have time to sit in my house and stay on somebody's Instagram that I don't know, screaming at the top of my lungs, mm -hmm. how offended I am by them. I use my platform to come and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Do I love all people? Yes. Floyd's been here and he said that good hair is growing here. It ain't good if it's silky or good if it's not or nappy or whatever. We know what our hair looks like in it's multiple textures, but it's beautiful in whatever it is to you. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't understand. But, uh, you know, again, I implore people to continue to talk on my Instagram. OK, but why would like her uh, why would removing her wig be living in her blackness? Because I mean, I could name five different white and, you know, uh, light complected Latin women. Who... You're making it about color. And that's the fucking problem. You're you're no, but you're, why, you're, but, no, no, no. But why? Let is, me let you finish. But, but what you're no, about I'm to saying, do is add to the same. No, I'm just saying why? Online. Why is removing her wig living in her blackness? Like like extensions, you know, like. Did like, you tell me about a whole natural community? Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell, what is the natural? What is the natural communities movement about? Um, 
it is uh, embracing our own, our hair textures um, as being beautiful. We've been conditioned to believe that we need a relaxer, a conch, straight, manageable hair um, in order to be seen as presentable. And now, you know, the movement is moving back in the other direction to where we're able to embrace it. So oh, but let me finish because you're but this is not an interview for Jason. This is no, a conversation. Know, OK, so let's go back. OK, because okay. people want to interview me. You can either pay for that or you can bring me on some shit that's going to grow people outside of what <laughs> well, I already got. Well, this is your show. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, so in that natural community, mm -hmm. those people uh, believe that natural beauty or their beauty without all those other things that the world says you have to have in order to be beautiful. Because mm -hmm. I remember the days where at my grandma's house they had the hot comb yeah. and they were burning the shit out of yep. each other trying to have this long silky shit mm -hmm. that niggas told them was pretty mm -hmm. because the shit they had wasn't pretty enough. Mm -hmm. You People forget all my most of my family's dark skin. Mm -hmm. I just had a white mama. But my black family that comes from Mississippi and Chicago they're all niggas, mm -hmm. dark mm -hmm. niggas. They mm -hmm. ain't light niggas. So when people look at me and say, this field, this house nigga can't have an opinion, mm -hmm. you don't know where I come from. Right. Going back to your point, because I went through Kendra G's Instagram. I do a research. If I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to go through everything. Please share. You can't have all these silk, silky, snatchable wigs at, uh, in every single photo and mm -hmm. talk to me about being proud to be black. Because I could go through your Instagram and see you with wigs, weaves, braids, and your natural fro. That's and true. you know what? Yeah. What I get from you is you confident rocking whatever the fuck you rock because you're confident in your blackness and in your beauty. And you don't rely on these other things to feel beautiful. And so when I see you, I see a lot of confidence. When I see my sisters, I see a lot of confidence. When I see my grandmother and my aunts, I see a lot of confidence in their blackness. And what I was talking to was a person trying to pe persecute me for being a colorist or not understanding the black woman's movement who didn't know where the fuck I came from. Gotcha. You can't know where the you can't tell me what the fuck my story is right. when you ain't never walked in my shoes. Gotcha. My aunt Nisi to this day, crackhead walking the streets of Stockton, California, black as hell, hair nappy as hell. And she confident who she is because she's looking for crack. She ain't worried about what another <laughs> bitch is saying. OK, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying. People are so quick Fuck. to try to look at somebody and say, this is who you are and yeah. this is what you mean. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure I pissed some people off because I also said blonde, they ain't got blonde wigs when there are black people who do have blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So clearly I was in an argument trying to win a conversation and make a point. Mm -hmm. The point I was trying to make is my job is to create conversations, mm -hmm. whether you agree or disagree, hate or don't hate. As long as you click, listen and comment, I won. Well, it sure as fuck did start a massive a lot conversation. A lot of comments. A lot of clicks, a lot of comments. Um, but, but to women who didn't see that objectively and weren't able to understand where I was coming from with that, if you felt that, you know, I was saying that you weren't beautiful or that you're not beautiful without a wig or whatever, that's not my intentions. And anybody hurt by the conversation, I'm sorry if you were hurt mm -hmm. by a dialogue. Mm -hmm. I was sorry if you were hurt by an experience. I ain't sorry for creating it. And I will promise you this. There will be more. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> I'm the voice of America. Uh, Adam, <laughs> hello. Uh, you all have just created a monster. <laughs> no, saying. but I, I think it was, I think it was, I'm going to, I'm never going to be the Instagram conversation. We're never going to do that here. And you're never going to be a shrinking violet and that, I, that but holds I, your tongue. But I like you asking my perspective. You know, I, I own my shit. I think that, you know, I can look back. And go, mm, that was, you know, like, okay. Mm -hmm. I, the Kendra G shit, it was very entertaining. It was yeah, like going yeah. to Barnum and Bailey Circus. Mm. But in looking back, 
sorry, OG, that you had to be subjected to that. So there, there is some, I will look back in some things, but I'm never going <laughs> to apologize for having an opinion because I'm not the, I'm not the house nigga that put niggas in the field. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to own the dissension of our people that white people created. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to be the radio guy that shows up and says, I think Evelyn's prettier than OG. And that's okay. That's your opinion. Yes, you are entitled to it. You can have it. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So, so how you feeling? You want to do some hot topics? <laughs> should we put a bow on this? Well, we put a bow we should on put it. a bow on this. Let's put a bow on I it. I mean, let's put a nail in this bitch. <laughs> nail this bitch down and move the fuck up. Listen, <laughs> fuck we, hot had, topics. we had hot topics today. <laughs> But, this was a hot topic. But this it was, was a hot topic. This, this topic. was a hot topic. But we appreciate, yeah. we do, I, listen, I love every one of our fans and our supporters. I don't call you fans, supporters who listen to the show. You're allowing us to live out our dream. You're allowing us to be able to have a platform to share our perspectives. I appreciate, you know, you and what you bring to the table. And, you know, for a long time, that Melissa Ford Drives a Honda Accord bothered you. Yeah, it did. Because somebody created a narrative mm-hmm. that didn't apply and then you had to be subjected to the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sensitive to people in general, like mm-hmm. me not liking black people because I'm attracted to a light-skinned Dominican or whatever. But I've dated only, I mean, I've only dated black guys. Mm-hmm. But the, but I'm really sensitive to, not sensitive in the sense of like, I'm gonna, like a trigger, like I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. off and burn the world down. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, if that's the direction you're gonna go, I'm gonna hit that shit head on. So that's really my intention creating the video. But yeah. I think we've had a lot of good conversation. But no, the, the main reason was you were doing an ad. Well, that was the main reason. <laughs> you're paying a bill. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you know we we definitely needed this pers- you know this opportunity to address everything because this was one of our more. Um, you know, an interview that got a lot of eyes on yeah. it and a lot of comments from everywhere. So it, it, there was some stuff that definitely needed to be um, discussed. And, and we I, did that. Yeah, and there was definitely stuff I, I personally wanted to let the audience know. But we love you guys for tuning in, yeah, as and, always. And keep coming back. And cancel culture, fuck you. Because if we had more people speaking their truth, their perspective, their opinions, then I feel like we we're we're the world that we're supposed to be, and this is a democracy. It's supposed to be a democratic society where people are have free speech. You know, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't get on a plane and yell bomb, but I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't, do, don't that. do that. But you should be able to have an opinion. But I understand that sometimes, you know, uh, th- this just happened to be. I don't know. This happened to be something else. We need to find more topics like this to like talk For about. Real. Yeah, yeah, we no, can. Yeah, we we definitely can. They're around. <laughs> They're around. Can we go home now? Yeah, we can. We can leave. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Peace. <laughs> welcome one, welcome all. Welcome you, do youers, and marchers to the beat of any drum. At Starbucks, we know that wellness has a lot more to do with finding your unique journey than following the latest trends. That's why we have something for every taste every craving, every mood, and every you. Like our new coconut milk latte and almond milk honey flat white. Because no two journeys are the same. And what makes it right is that it's yours.